Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Today is Wednesday, August 15th. It's Mom Strong International Day here at the podcast. And we're going to be talking a little bit about a passage in Philippians that you guys, I'm sure, are familiar with. Philippians 4, verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Uh, sometimes we take that out of context. Sometimes we don't really understand what does, when, you, when it says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Does that mean I can do something that, that God would not approve of? I don't think so. If you guys are wondering about this, stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, so I'm so happy that you guys are joining me. I want to say thank you for uh, those of you who've been listening for a long time and welcome our new listeners uh, to the podcast. The podcast is growing. We are listed in the top 200 Christian podcasts out there anywhere. And that's because you have been so faithful to listen and share this podcast. A couple of things that really helps uh, to get the word out there is for you to leave a review for us over at iTunes and rate the podcast. Those ratings actually make uh, a lot of difference in helping us get the word out about the podcast and helping other people to listen to it and to grow strong in their parenting and to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. So if you haven't left a review for the podcast yet, I would so appreciate it if you would take the time to do that. And for those of you who have already done it, thank you so much. That really helps. The same thing is true of the books, uh, Becoming Momstrong. If you've read Becoming Momstrong, and you were blessed by it, it would sure bless us if you would leave a review for that over at uh, Amazon or at Goodreads or anywhere where you purchase that book, they will let you leave a review. And that just helps to uh, get the the message out there really and to increase the visibility of the message of Becoming Momstrong. So uh, I wanna just say thank you for listening. We appreciate you and we're just excited to see what God is doing. Uh, Wednesdays are typically devoted to MomStrong International. The study that we are doing this month is called, Is That Really in the Bible? It's sort of been our summer series. Uh, lots of times people will ask me what they can do to support the ministry. And one of the most tangible ways that you can support this podcast is by becoming a member at MomStrong International. That really helps us get the podcast out there. It's about $8 a month to do that, or you can join for the year. And I think it, you save a little bit of money if you do that. But we really want you to join and become a member. Not only does it support this ministry, but it's going to also give you access to a wonderful Bible study that you can do uh, with your children, that you can do alone, that you can do with a group of other women. You can begin to hold your own MomStrong group at your church or at your homeschool co-op or in your school, and you can apply to become a leader at MomStrong International. So I want to encourage you to do that. My passion is to see this generation of Christian mothers and Christian women in general uh, get off the bench and onto the battlefield, because God says that we are in a battle, and that battle is for the hearts and souls 
of human beings. Uh, on Friday, I'm going to have a, a really neat woman on the podcast with me. Her name is Dr. Georgia Purdom, and she's going to be talking about a conference that I'm going to be speaking at for Answers in Genesis next April the 5th and 6th uh, of 2019. And really what the the conference is uh, Answers for Women. But I want to just encourage you, I am so excited that Answers in Genesis is willing to tackle the issue of the war on human sexuality as God defines it in the culture. And uh, so they're going to be, a, they're going to be giving you lots of practical uh, tips. I am just one of the speakers there. Obviously, uh, Ken Ham is speaking and uh, there is a wonderful lineup of women who are going to be coming and addressing the issue of human sexuality. We're going to be talking about everything from how do you talk to your children about what's happening in the culture in an age appropriate way and uh, in a way that equips them for the battle that's ahead of them. And uh, what does the Bible say about transgenderism? What is the science being behind it. Uh, we've got a huge, wonderful lineup there. So I want to encourage you, you can find out more about that in the show notes today, but that's where I will be April 5th and 6th of 2019. Speaking of my speaking season, I'm headed out next week to an awesome women's conference. I'm so excited. I'll be in Cedar Falls, uh, Iowa, and uh, we'll be at the Cedar Falls Campus Worship Center. And I am really, really looking forward to this. Uh, after Saturday's session, we're going to be offering an extended time over lunch. And you guys are going to hear all about my new book, Prayers for the Battlefield. So uh, come on out for that. Uh, tickets are still available. I will link to it in the show notes today, but it is uh, prairielakeschurch.org. And then just search for uh, their women's conference. I'm very excited. So I'll see a whole bunch of you next weekend. Also, a couple of other things before I dig into the Bible study. If you guys have not yet heard about Schoolhouse Rocked, I am uh, one of the featured speakers in that movie that's coming out. It's currently in post-production, but they still need uh, your help to finish it and get the word out. And there's lots of ways you can support Schoolhouse Rocked. You can become a, a backstage pass member. Uh, you can make a tax-deductible donation. There's lots of different ways to do that. They're going to be uh, doing a, a, a fundraising opportunity, which I'm going to be helping them with uh, in the weeks to come. But I want to just encourage you, if you've not looked at Schoolhouse Rocked yet, you can check it out at schoolhouserocked.com, and it's going to be in theaters next spring. So this is an opportunity for us to talk about a different way to look at education. So uh, check that out if you get an opportunity, Schoolhouse Rocked. Dot com. All right, let's jump into the Bible study this week. We are in Philippians chapter four. This was one of the questions that we got when we asked you guys, uh, what are some of the most misunderstood passages of scripture and asking ourselves, is that really in the Bible? So the verse is Philippians 4.13, which I already read for you, uh, but I'm gonna read to you the passage in context because we know that context is king. So I'm gonna start in Philippians 4, verse 4, and then I'm going to read through verse 13. So here we go. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Verse 10, I rejoice greatly in the Lord 
that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in every and any situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Lord Jesus, as we come before you today and we open up your word and we talk about this passage in Philippians, Father, we, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you that you didn't leave us here to try to figure this out on our own, but you gave us the Holy Spirit and you gave us your word. Lord, I pray that you would help us to rightly divide it. I pray that you'd help us to be passionate about passing on the truth of your word to our children uh, and to a culture that needs to hear the truth of the gospel. Lord, I thank you for the women and the men who are listening to this. I thank you for the teenagers who are listening to it, Lord, for all of the people who listen to this around the world. And Father, we just ask for your spirit right now to just uh, and invade our hearts, Lord, and encourage us to walk in right relationship with you. We love you, Father, and we thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So somebody listening to this right now, I have a hunch, is having a no good, rotten, very bad day. Anybody? Moment of silence. Somebody listening to this has all but given up. And maybe you went off the battlefield. Maybe you're listening to this and you feel disillusioned. Uh, maybe there was a promise that was made to you that you felt wasn't kept or something that you thought was gonna happen and it didn't happen and you are frustrated and discouraged. And then you think to yourself, wait a second, doesn't the Bible teach that we can do all things through Christ? I think sometimes we inadvertently use this passage to encourage victory on a football field or to give a shot in the arm to a child who's getting ready to take a math quiz, right? You can do all things through Christ. Uh, last week, we were at a church picnic in Camas, and the weather was beautiful, and the kids were playing down by the river, a whole bunch of kids. And I saw my grandson, and he was teetering on the edge of some some rocks, and he was trying to crawl uh, down those rocks and get to the river. And I said to him, Noah... Uh, you need to get away from that part of the rocks, go the other way. Well, as he continued to disobey me, he said, no, Mamsie, I can do all things through Christ. <laughs> I looked at his mother and I was like, good job. You're teaching him the Bible. Now we just need to teach it to him in context. I love it. I can do all things through Christ, even disobey you, Mamsie, which is essentially you know, what the four and a half year old was saying. Does it sound familiar? Uh, and it's not wrong to use scripture for encouragement. The Holy Spirit was given to us as our comforter and our encourager. And Jesus knew that we were going to need a whole lot of encouragement to keep going on the hard days. But the question still lingers, what does Philippians 4.13 really mean? Was Paul suggesting that Jesus would be our spiritual shot of caffeine when we need it, or was he pointing to a larger picture? And like we, we've been talking about for the last two months here at the podcast, uh, context is everything, which is why, why you heard me read that entire passage to you, because we want to read it from start to finish to see what is Paul talking about, who is he addressing, what's happening around that verse that we quote so often. And as we've been studying uh, the meaning of scripture passages is determined by the author, not the reader. Remember last week we talked about how the Bible's not about us. The Bible is about God. It's his It's His story, it's history, and it's an unfolding of God's story for mankind. So what comes before and what comes after is gonna greatly influence the meaning of the passage that we're studying. So if we wanna get to the intended meaning of a message, then we need to study the verse 
in context. So when we include verses 11 and 12 with verse 13, uh, we get a clearer picture of Paul's intent. He said, I have learned in whatever situation I am in to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. That was the ESV. When I read earlier, I was reading from the NIV. This is uh, the ESV. Now listen, Paul's aim here is contentment, not the achievement of a goal, right? Which is what Noah, my grandson, needs to learn. Uh, Paul's talking about contentment and learning how to be content, whether we are in want or whether we are whether we have plenty. Uh, and so rather than focusing on all that he could accomplish through Christ, he turns the attention of the readers to focus on his heart's response to the circumstances that he is in. And in fact, just a few sentences later, if you keep going in verses 17 and 18, he's going to add this, not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound. So do you see how his focus shifts? He commends the people in Philippi because of their generosity, and then he goes on to encourage them to stay the course in the future. And as he does this, a couple of things are accomplished. The first thing that's accomplished is he is spurring them on toward future good deeds. This is important for us as we as we shepherd our kids, because I think if you're like me, it's easy for us to just, you know, wah, wah. we see the, the things that they're not doing right. And so we're constantly correcting, correcting and, correct, and correcting. But if we're not also encouraging them in the things that they're doing right, we miss out on the opportunity to help them be encouraged to grow in the future. So we don't want to just be um, admonishing our children. We want to be encouraging them. And really that's what Paul is doing there. And then the second thing is, is he is helping them to see how Christ followers define words like need and abundance. Um, something that has really been on my heart lately uh, is this is the issue of grumbling. Uh, grumbling, we you know we we um, we can very easily get caught in an attitude of entitlement, and we grumble about things when they don't go the way that we want them to. And I really caught myself doing it uh, last week. There was an issue that came up uh, at work, and I was frustrated and overwhelmed by all of the things that I had on my plate, and all of the it just felt like it was an overwhelming uh, thing that the Lord had asked me to do. And I started grumbling to my husband, just, you know, we can't do this. Um, I don't know how we can sustain this. This is too hard. And I was reminded, it was like just the Holy Spirit just hit me upside the head. I was reminded of the story of Joshua and Caleb and the 12 spies that God called to go and scout out the land of Canaan. You guys remember this story? Um, I haven't written, I don't have notes on it, so I'm just going to uh, go off the cuff here for a second. But uh, you remember they went into, the they were going to scout out the promised land and 10 of the 12 spies came back and they were like, we can't do it. You know, you could just hear him. Oh, there's got to be an Eeyore in every group, right? We can't do it. There's giants in the land and we're afraid of them and they will surely, uh, they will surely kill us and we can't do it. And do you remember Joshua and Caleb's bold response to say, no, if God has asked us to do this, if God is for us, uh, we're going to be able to do it, not because of our strength, but because of God's strength. And they encourage them, stop grumbling. Your grumbling is dishonoring God. And guess what? Those guys didn't get to see the promised land, but Joshua and Caleb did. And I think that's part of what we what we were trying to teach our children. And guess what? Like I'm always saying, you can't give your kids what you don't have. So check your attitude today. Uh, are you grumbling? 
just I'm gonna just I'm just preaching to myself or don't even listen. I'm just talking to myself. Are you are you grumbling? Are you complaining? Instead of saying, Thank you, Lord, that I have such a full plate. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my ministry. Are you saying uh, whether, you know, in, in what, however you say it, are you grumbling? And do the people around you see you grumbling or hear you grumbling? God says not to do this. And it's crucial for us to understand, especially as we see the tide of entitlement come rolling into the culture, right? Uh, Paul is saying that the Christian experience of want or satisfaction has nothing to do with our circumstances. Uh, it's a spiritual attitude. It's an attitude of the heart. So you want God to bless what you do? Be thankful. You want God to grow, to enlarge your tent, to enlarge your territory, to grow your ministry, to bless your family? Be thankful. The Bible says that he who has been entrusted, who can be trusted with little, can be trusted with much. And a lot of this is about uh, contentment. The Greek word for contentment is uh, atakia. And so to the Greeks, this meant independence, like a reliance on self, right? We've talked about this before on the podcast. The Greeks were super into themselves. Uh, Sound familiar? So it would be similar to kind of pulling yourself up out of a bad situation by your own power and ability. So not giving the glory to God, but rather giving the glory to yourself. And there's all kinds of problems with that, obviously, not the least of which is I give the glory to myself. I've also, I'm also relying on myself. And I don't know about you, but I want to rely on the power and ability of God, because if I rely on my power and my ability, uh, it's not going to go so well. Right. And so watch how Paul turns the attention of the Philippians from themselves to the sufficiency of Christ. He says that when we have Jesus, we have everything we need. We have everything because of Christ. Our everything is not dependent on our circumstances, whether we're rich or poor or successful or defeated. Our spiritual attitude, according to Paul, should be one of victory, no matter if we are clothed or naked. Why? Because as we learned last week, it's not about us. It's about God. Uh, it's about God. Uh, I was, as I was writing this particular study out, um, I noticed a passage in Gill's exposition of the Bible. And this is what he wrote on the phrase, I can do all things. He said, it must not be understood in the greatest latitude and without any limitation. For the apostle was not omnipotent either in himself or by the power of Christ, nor could he do all things that Christ could do, but it must be restrained to the subject matter treated of. The sense is that he could be content in every state and could know how to behave himself in adversity and prosperity amidst both poverty and plenty. Yes, it may be extended to all the duties incumbent on him, both as a Christian and as an apostle, as to exercise a conscience void of offense toward God and men, and to take care of all the churches to labor more abundantly than others in preaching the gospel, and to bear all afflictions, reproaches, and persecutions for the sake of it. Yes, he could willingly and cheerfully endure the most cruel and torturing death for the sake of Christ. All these things he could do, not in his own strength, for no man has no man was more conscious of his own weakness than Paul, or knew more of the impotency of human nature, and therefore always directed others to be strong in the Lord, and in the power of his might, and in the grace that is in Christ, on which he himself always depended and by which he did what he did. So he's saying that that uh, we belong to Jesus and God is gonna give us everything that we need 
for everything that he calls us to. He cares about our suffering. He is near to us when we are brokenhearted. How many of you listening to this have experienced the power and grace of God in the midst of suffering? Right? God is near to us when we're suffering. He provides for our needs. He knows what our needs are and he cares about them. Knowing that our needs and our wants are two very different things helps us to put the entire passage that we just read into the light of the gospel rather than our human interpretation. So the bottom line is uh, Christ is enough. No matter what your circumstances, he's going to give you everything that you need. Why? So that you can bring glory to him. So Paul's aim, remember, is contentment, not the achievement of a goal. I'm going to continue this study over at MomStrong International. You can download a beautifully illustrated study that you can write in. Um, and there is a section in there called Kids Strong. I hope you guys will take the time to read that to your kids. Uh, my daughter, Savannah, actually writes the Kids Strong Bible study every week for you guys. And this week, she's talking about her son, Noah, who I just talked to you uh, a few minutes ago. And it's just funny to me because um, he's been, she actually talks about this in the Bible study, another time where he said he can do all things through Christ. And she she teaches uh, you how she's teaching him to put that verse in context. And you know what? Uh, Noah's going to get it wrong. He's going to get it wrong over and over and over again. And his mama and his grandmama are going to teach him how to walk in right relationship with the Lord. And his father and his grandfather are going to teach him what it means to not be entitled, but to be grateful and thankful. Context matters. Application matters. What you are doing with your children is making a difference. So we'll end uh, today's podcast in a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for the tremendous promise that you have given us, that you can help us do anything, that we are, uh, whatever circumstance that we are in, that you will never leave us or forsake us. Thank you for the Bible. Thank you for the beautiful children that we are privileged to shepherd each day. Father, we believe that we can do all things through you, or at least we want to believe it. So Lord, help us not to use your great name as a caffeine shot or a minute motivator, but rather, Father, I pray that you'd help us to see that no matter what we might face, your amazing grace sustains us. Help us to lean into your grace and to ask you for big things and believe that as we live in your will, those things will be accomplished because of your great power. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you haven't had a chance yet to check out MomStrong International, I want to encourage you to do that. We are over 8,000 members now and growing, and we are going to continue to pray that God grows that community. Really quickly, I wanted to let you know that we are uh, still um, getting ready to register classes for the Firmly Planted Homeschool Resource Center, which is in Vancouver, Washington. What an incredible gift uh, we have seen uh, God uh, blessing and growing over there. We just got a brand new choir director there. She used to be the director, uh, the professor of music for 15 years at Multnomah School of the Bible. She was my husband's choir teacher a long time ago. And then she went on to teach some high school choirs. She is now at the Firmly Planted Homeschool Resource Center. Choir auditions are happening uh, next week. So we're really excited about that. Just uh, want you guys to be excited with us and to pray for us. Also want to encourage you, um, many of you have sent us cards uh, in the mail and support and just some sweet letters that we have gotten and uh, financial support. And we greatly appreciate that. It really encourages us. If you want to be a part of that, two ways that you can help. Actually, there's three ways. The first way is through prayer. Uh, we would love it if you would commit uh, us to prayer. For those of you who are interested in praying for me as I travel, you can find my schedule at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. 
And if uh, I would love to have a prayer team, just people who are praying over those events as I go and proclaim boldly the truth of God in a culture that has flatly rejected him. So we appreciate your prayers. The next way that you can uh, support this ministry is to become a member at MomStrong International and just go to MomStrong International and sign up to become a member uh, and subscribe every month. That really is helpful. And then obviously we would appreciate just uh, uh, financial support. If you're interested in supporting the nonprofit, Firmly Planted Family, uh, please send your support to us, Firmly Planted Family uh, at 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reviewing this podcast and uh, rating it over at iTunes. That helps us get the word out. Thank you for sharing it on social media. And we're gonna continue just to encourage you to get off the bench and onto the battlefield for the sake of the gospel. We love you guys. Have a great day. Do not miss Friday's uh, podcast. You're going to love it. My friend, Dr. Georgia Purdom is going to be my guest, and we're going to be talking about human sexuality as it relates to the Bible. I'll see you back here on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.